<clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. What's the difference between inspiration and appropriation? Hello listeners and welcome to another episode of Tawalets. Before we begin, please check out the description of this episode on whatever platform you are listening from so that you can use my affiliate links. So this podcast has affiliate links on Shopee and Lazada and Amazon if you're not in the Philippines listening. So any bit of support goes a long way. So buy that expensive thing that you wanted to buy and a small commission of that will go to me. So it's very exciting. I love the fact that I have friends on this episode again. It doesn't feel so formal. And uh, actually, one of the guests has been on the podcast before when Tawalets was still in its early days. No improv yet, just a lot of interviews. So I'm very excited to have our guests on because we are anticipating a really exciting event at the end of August called Improv is Asian, which is an improv festival dedicated to anything Asian, Asian stories, Asian culture, celebrates the Asian-ness of everyone. So I would like to welcome Ms. A.M. Mendoza and Mr. Carl Echaluse, the heads of Improv is Asian. Hello, guys. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Miss Aaron. Oh, thank you. <laughs> hello. Thank hello, you for having hello. us on. Super excited. Yeah, super exciting, actually, because this is the first Asian only festival that I've, I've 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 heard of and and you know I've been to several festivals. Why did you guys decide to make this festival? It's not like Manila Improv Fest, which is everyone. This is really a focus on the Asian groups. So I wanted to know how this came about. Yeah, so it's uh, just you know heads up. This is about to get. A little bit personal. Uh, so this festival came up because um, during the pandemic, Carl and I uh, started taking online improv classes, which means everything has opened up. Uh, and we're not just taking improv with Filipinos anymore or even just like other Asians, but because it's online, it's opened up to the Europeans, the Americans, the Canadians, um, aka lots of white people. Um, and throughout the course of us being at those classes, uh, something hit me, which is even though I find myself to be, I, I, I'd like to identify as like a progressive, forward-thinking, modern Filipina, I didn't realize how affected I still was by colonial mentality because I always found myself inferior to the white people, even though, like even at the beginning, like I just met them. The first thought came to my mind would be like, oh, shoot, they're, why am I here? Why am I, you know, they're probably better than me. And I, then at some point I realized, why? Why is that? And then it was a long process, but eventually got us to think that the best way is really to, to reverse that mindset is to celebrate ourselves. And we did it in little steps, you know, talking a little bit more about our Filipino-ness and everything. And then we realized it's not just us. You know, it wasn't just us. Uh, a lot of other improvisers were Asian that felt the same way, or there was a thought about that dynamic. Improv in itself is so white already. Like all of the people, all of the improv greats, quote unquote, we flocked to are all in the West. So we figured we should celebrate and embrace and amplify the Asian community in improv. 
Yeah. Yeah, and and to add to that, uh, like what I said, that the improv mecca is in Chicago. Like people flock to Chicago to to study improv because that's the standard of like, oh, good improv is here. And what we're doing is we're fighting for Asian visibility when it comes to the improv scene. Mm. Because if, whenever you perform, or at least when we were still doing our first rounds of improv in the online scene with, with uh, the Westerners, at least the global scene, you'll always be greeted with questions like, oh, there's improv in the Philippines? Oh, there's improv in this place? I didn't know there's improv there. But we've been doing improv for so long. And during the pandemic, Third World Improv, specifically ICB, have been doing tons and tons of shows days after days after days and still we still get the questions of like oh i didn't know there's improv there can you hook me up with different asian improvisers too why (laughs) watch their shows you know i find it so interesting because uh you guys started improv well carl started improv what 20 when did you start it's been a while 2014 2014. Yeah, 2014. Yeah, and then Ae joined us in 2016, 2015. End of 2015. Like End December. of 2015. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes, I love it because you did you did study under Third World Improv and now you are Elsia. faculty in Third World Third World Improv and taking classes <laughs> elsewhere. Yes. Elsewhere. Yeah. So, I kind of wanted to know what are some things that you notice that are very different from the way you took improv in the Philippines? compared to how you're taking it. You've been taking classes from everywhere, I believe. Big question. The first thing that's coming to my mind is that it's, well, definitely it's hard to compare because of like, we learned our foundations in, in the Philippines, which was, which felt like your, to make an analogy, parang high school, colleges in the Philippines, and now yes. mga electives, mga master degrees, like here and there abroad. The main difference I would say is because we're all have we have a shared experience as Filipinos. We all kind of have the same reference points. We all kind of have a similar sense of humor. We know there are lines that we're semi allowed to cross because we're all we're all like you know we are all under the same crap government. <laughs> we're all <laughs> you know we we all have the same. We all recognize the same Filipino attitudes and things like that which is all very warm very self-deprecating we're not afraid to get personal and emotional now i actually wouldn't say that the experience we had of studying under international schools is exclusively international schools because it's it becomes multicultural it's not like we went to the uk and then we were the only filipinos there and everybody else was like brits but it's we're all from different places so i would say it's more like coming from a heterocultural class versus a multicultural class which became so like so many eggshells not that it's bad we're being very uh, thoughtful and aware and mindful but there is that you it's harder to warm up it takes a little bit longer to warm up to each other yeah issues issues in itself just the stuff that we go through and the stuff that they go through are very very different already And it's not bad. It's just apples and oranges. More, more head technical, heady stuff is what we're finding. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. I would actually add on that also because a lot of a lot of people who are taking those classes elsewhere, where where we take their classes, is that they're more focused in 
in the craft of improv. Hey, I want to become a better improviser. I want to become a better musical improviser. I want to do this type of format better. So I'm going to enroll in this specific class. Whereas when we're learning in third world improv, it's always a balance of craft and community. Almost equal, actually. Mm. Yeah, we, we build the community and together we'll build our craft together. I guess I because so it's an international that. space, it's a lot harder to focus on community because number one, we're all scattered into multiple time zones. Yeah. So it's gonna be hard to find like, oh, when can we when can we bond? When can we have drinks? As opposed to like Twee, even though it's online, hey, let's hang out and not do class on Thursday evening. And <laughs> let's just, zoom know, link, just friends. drop the zoom link. Let's yeah. tan, yeah. You know, even if it wasn't online, I'm gonna say the Filipinos are so social. Like we are so like uh we bond very easily. Even if I guess even if it was in a multicultural setting, just as people we're very, we get clingy, you know? I mean, we've all been there, like, our level ones are so, at uh, by by the third class, they're already hanging out uh, on the weekends, they're already having drinks. And I think that's because we really, and I remember Gabe said this to me, he's like, one of the best indicators of successes for to be one of our KPIs is that our classes will feel like friends. They find family here, they find tribes here. It's not about just making good improvisers it's about developing people yes wow i love and that's absolutely true because i did take face-to-face classes in the u.s and it took a while for me to get to know my classmates and not all my classmates became my friends it was just sometimes you know what i mean you you show up you do the class you have a great show once in a while you just be like yeah that was so much fun and then Molana, i feel like real friendships have formed in the oh. in the Filipino Asian uh, the Filipino co- improv community, oh, so yeah. I kind of wanted like, to ask: Do you think that's that is solely Filipino, or is it an Asian thing? Because we are having an Asian improv festival, so do you think our cultures are similar to one another with the other? Asian I think I think the culture helps, but also the school values in itself already helps. Yeah. The way the way we teach our students is always from the point of. For example, the joy of improv is not is really focusing on making improv fun for everyone. So everyone in this class can have fun. It's not like, oh, level one, you have to do an amazing short form game by the end. Yeah. It's about you know embracing failure and together and having fun with it. So I think it's a mix of both. I think going to um, so to Aaron's question, it's hard for me to say because I've also personally not been exposed to very many Asian communities, maybe outside of Singapore. I know that we've been, shout out to Singapore, our, <laughs> our Southeast Asian festival bodies. Um, I, and I think that's also why I wanted to have improvisation happen because it's also an exploration because I, even though as much as I'd be like, yeah, Asian representation and Asian pride, I'm like, but I also don't know. I'm also, I'm also curious. In I also the dark. don't know like, and I'm also, yeah, exactly. I'm also in the dark about it and I want to bring more light to it. Like, what is improv like in Turkey and in Israel and in India and in Vietnam and Beijing and Japan, you know? Um, and even in the process of inviting people for the festival, we had so much fun being like, oh my goodness, there's this there's this teacher in Japan who teaches like improv in Kurosawa. That's so incredible. Or a contact improv group in Vietnam. That's incredible. So... I, I wish maybe next after the festival I'd, I'd be able to answer the question better but I would like to think that yes Asians are friendly and communal um, we love and our, I do we love feel like more collaborative in general like game to collaborate without mm-hmm. 
without the expectation of money. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> it's more like yeah, let's just hang out for the festival. Although, parang that's a that's just an improv mentality, no? Like a lot of people will go to festivals and pay for everything on their own just to be able to be with a group of improvisers. Do you think it's going to be like that with Improv is Asian? And do you are these a lot of groups that don't know each other or is it, you know, the same group of people all the time? Because I personally just saw the schedule and I'm not, I don't know. I don't know the name. I don't know the individuals. Yeah, definitely, definitely a, a mix of people who don't know each other yet. Uh, there's certain, Of course, there's certain overlaps, you know, like, uh, person A and person B or group A and group B will know each other but as a whole this is the first time that these group of people have gathered I think and we really wanted that was one of the things we really wanted to ensure that this is something that we've never seen before and nobody has really ever experienced before Is there any group that you're particularly excited to see perform? Online? Online. Yeah um, we've seen the Dot Dot Ensemble Yes in, in, in person Yeah we saw them in, in person and we are excited and what they're going to do to see what they are going to do online because man they're great uh who else there let me just check <laughs> there is this group from japan um Ooh. uh they're going to do adult improv so it's gonna be it's sexual performance sexual performance group sexual performance improv yeah. what yes. <laughs> and i think it's gonna be in japanese so yeah what i know it's so exciting yes. um uh, we're very excited to see um, there's a, a block that is a collaboration between Israel, Turkey, India, and Philippines where they're, 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 the whole challenge is what does improv look like if you remove any Western reference or any Western expectations? Meaning, no, you, 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 you're not in some vague white suburbia. You're not going to talk about McDonald's. There's no like, you know, Dairy Queen or uh, like Hollywood blockbusters. It's all about like local references, names, backdrops, stories. And then in that, finding what's similar between all these stories, you know? Like, what, what what's a common ground? So that's exciting. What's um, something course, that yeah. everyone can relate with? Yeah. Interesting. Absolutely. And I think the, 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 the biggest team that we're looking forward to meeting is uh, also from the Philippines, Housekeeping Improv. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I heard they're... <laughs> I've heard they're amazing, hand-picked, hand-picked to perfection. Like grapes. Go, 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 Carl. Yeah, um, the Indian blocks. I think uh, Kaivalya Place is doing a very nice block because we're doing three different panels as well and a performance, so better watch out for that. The block is going to be amazing. My God. Um, There is a duo called Herring and Chopsticks, which is, uh, they're both uh, Asians who migrated to the Scandinavian country. So that's why it's Herring and Chopsticks. And because I think they've been there for a while. Like, I, it's a festival where it's not like, I've seen that before, you know. Um, because because even though these are improvisers or are veterans in the scenes, we, pers- we specifically, when asking them to perform or inviting them, we ask them to bring something that is cultural, that is only like from their heritage can they talk about even in the workshops we have bollywood improv we have again improv at kurosawa all those things yeah we have press posong play posong play by ariel diction like wow. very filipino also yeah. yeah 
And I love that because, you know, even if we did, like, for example, the whole concept, I think, of like J-pop, K-pop, it's still pop from the West, but you take it and you make it your own. Mm. And I think uh-huh. all of these groups have done that because I remember in the last festival, a lot of groups were talking about the Philippine groups, how the switch to bilingual is so smooth the transition that it was something that they've never seen before so it's interesting to see that are there bilingual groups performing or is everyone performing in their own language like you said the japanese group is performing in their own language uh there's gonna be kinprov i think from canada it's a group of asia uh, indian improvisers based in canada i think they're gonna do a mix of both we have yeah yeah um, and I think a lot of the Filipino groups will be doing Taglish. Uh, yeah. There's going to be, I think, some Singapore groups. If I'm not mistaken, they might do. Uh, they might play around with Mandarin into English and things like mm-hmm. that. Uh, yeah. How many of these groups are complete strangers? Is it a lot? To us, there is yeah, a lot. Half. Yeah, half of them. Half. And they half just heard strangers. about it through our marketing through the. Like, yeah, through marketing, yeah. Marketing. Um, I think that's all. This is also where the year and a half of online improv, uh, being posted in certain Facebook groups, and we, we had a call to applications. And again, Asians keep it tight, so we know each <laughs> other. I will just ask other friend like, "Hey, you have any Asian friends?" And they're like, "Heck yeah, we have Asian friends." Yeah, we'll it's like link. when you go to a store and you find someone of the same Asian descent, and they give you a discount. Like, wait, Filipino ka? <laughs> oh, instant discount. God, I love that. It's really exciting. And it's a five-day festival. What are some of the things that people, sorry, four-day festival. What are some of the things that people can expect if they buy a ticket? And can you buy a ticket, like one ticket for all the shows? Or No, it- uh, the, th- the show is free. The shows, oh, the shows are free. Are the free. workshop, yeah. the workshops are not uh, are not free. The workshops are paid. They're the really fun and uh, great workshops. So things to expect is, and this all goes down again to the the vision of the festival is, of course, we'll have shows uh, again of, from all different parts of Asia, uh, all over the world. You know, we even have like uh, third generation. Uh, Americans, but they're Asian Americans, third generation um, English Asians. So that's the shows. That's our celebration umbrella. Under conversation, something that we also have and are very excited about are our panels because what we said to ourselves when we were coming up with this, when we were talking to Monica, who was also uh, your fellow Spit member and who was also a guest on the podcast, we were saying, Make it uncomfortable. There are conversations that are important that we're shying away from because we're afraid. We're you know afraid to be confrontational. But why not talk about it? Why not talk about what it's like to perform with a colonizer and look at a white person in the face and say like, yeah, you, yeah, you guys colonized our country, you know, and things like that. Um, what's it like to deal with that? The, again, the wounds of of slave mentality because we all we all have that. Talking about what's the difference between. Um, inspiration and appropriation when you're doing cultural improv. So those are all the, what our panels will talk about, which is um, exciting. And of course, 
connection is what we wanted to do and so Aaron will be there doing socials you know uh, <laughs> we'll also it's always be doing important. socials yeah, yeah always it's, always it's so important because you know why because yeah. when the next festivals come in we'll be inviting each other exactly you know if there's going to be a festival over there in, in Vietnam we want to be invited and <laughs> when the MIF happens in 2023 maybe then we have more friends to invite um, so we have socials we have jams we have duo roulettes which you sign up and you get to do a duo with somebody you've never with met someone before. else yeah random and of course the yeah. workshops it's also a form of connecting with other asian cultures oh, yeah, heck yeah. because again they're uh they're offering workshops like bollywood improv teaching the aman movie even if you're yeah. a filipino vietnamese who have no experience about the aman movie take it and then you will understand how mm. how this bit of culture affects their improv and maybe we can learn from it also yeah. Absolutely. So connection is important because next time somebody comes to me and says, hey, do you know a good musical teacher, a good narrative teacher, a good genre teacher? I want to be able to pull up an Asian name because I've met them at this festival and not have to rely on the default white guy from the States. Somewhere. <laughs> from somewhere else. Because they're good, but playing improv the same way with people who know who only play like you is not going to make your improv better. Diversity can only make us better. That's true. And can I just say, seeing the both of you take on this leadership role for an entire festival is such, like, I don't know how to feel. It's amazing. <laughs> because again, I've seen your growth from zero to this. So I kind of wanted to ask you guys, how has improv changed you or made you grow in these <laughs> five, six years? Clearly, I want to go first. But I want to know. I want to hear it. Man, I quit my job for improv. Joke, I've been self-employed for the longest time. Improv just made me socialize better, I think. That's one of the biggest things because I'm a, I'm, I'm a huge, huge introvert. I'm still an introvert, but at least I know how to attend podcasts like this, perform in front of a stage. It enabled me to accept who I am, an Asian straight man living in the philippines who's doing improv and now i have i emphasis on straight <laughs> emphasis on straight because oh my gosh, i know when did you come out i came out as straight in 2016 wow. many many times because people assume that i am not straight. yes Actually, so yeah, 2016, I was doubting, like, 100%. Doubt, doubt. So much doubt. <laughs> so much. So so I, for I, the I, listeners, I, this is an inside joke. I was sure that Carl was gay. 100%. Like, no doubt in my mind that this man was gay. And then he gets with I. And they're together for five years. Five uh, five, five years tomorrow. Five years tomorrow. Five yes. years tomorrow. Yeah. So I yeah. am wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Failure is hey. a gift, and it also it allowed me to accept this this particular me being super feminine. Yes. Yeah. Improv yeah. helped me accept that. Like I don't have to question my own my own sexuality. I know that I'm straight. I know that I'm hyper feminine, and that is fine. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Hundred <laughs> percent. For me, that is such a big question, but I, I, I always think that in my life, it's there's a BI, you know, before improv, which is I, who, a person I was, I was just like light years away from whoever that was. Um, I was just not 
sure of myself. I was very much a control freak. I still am a little bit, but like improv really just helps you temper that down, help me not take myself too seriously. And it made me okay with failure. And I think more than that, it helped me whew, <laughs> it helped me find find the find the gift in the present. Find joy where there was no joy before. Um, discover those things. Meet people and collaborate and all the stuff that we say when we market tweet. <laughs> I don't think I'd be able to market tweet if I didn't believe the heck out of all of those things that we're saying. Where it really does just it's life affirming, you know? I cannot I cannot it's so hard to separate improv from what goes on in your daily life and all the stuff that you you learn from it, it just bleeds over so so easily. Um, I like saying that being a good improviser oftentimes means it's a lot of it is also being a good person. You know, um, you have to be a good listener, make your partner look good, be able to collaborate, be able to have fun and play and uh, be creative. So when you're surrounded by people like that, it's also life changing. Yeah, so, I agree. So yeah, um, before we go, because wow, I, I, I love those answers, by the way, because I feel the same way. Um, if you met Aaron B.I. before improv, she would only speak to you when spoken to. She was like that, right? No I way. Yes, Look at you back now in like 2006. I know, it's crazy. So yeah, and don't you notice that parang everyone who tries improv and loves it forces it on other people. It's really a cult. Yeah. Like it is. It is. Yeah. yeah. We say like we don't even have to like so much of our, our students are because our uh come in, so many new people come in because our students are our own proof of concept. Like it's not hard to uh, to market improv because the students they see the change in the people who the people who take our classes. I have so, we have so many new students, right? And all of us are teachers here, so we can attest to this where they're like, Oh yeah, I saw kasi my friend, like she's suddenly so mabait na or she's suddenly just not anymore tightly wound, you know? Yeah. That's why it's I like her life, but better for your kidneys. <laughs> yeah. And it's permanent. Hindi na uubos. Hindi na uubos. And parang even me, like what? I've been doing improv since 2006. And whenever I still hear of this new class, I still want to take it. It's like, ooh, more learnings. It's, it's really different. It pushes you to want to learn so much. Because it never stays the same. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. Every time, even if you've been doing like, yeah, like Spit, you guys, you've all been doing it for like 20 years now. I, every single show is still different. It's like, it's not the same twice. That's just, I just said the same thing, but you know. <laughs> it's not the same and it's never the same twice. So it's not the same. Yeah. 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 It's different. Yeah, it's different. It's different. <laughs> it's not the same. It's not. Again. It's not the same. No, not the same. It's it's different from it's, the one before. It's maibasila iba. Yeah, maibasila. <laughs> so, do you have any favorite improv games or or drills or anything that you want to share? Just just so you know, our listeners kind of understand like what are these games that they like so much. Oh, We're not gonna play gosh. because you know okay. I want everyone to watch the shows because they're free as announced. Ooh, so listeners, ooh, yeah, yeah, will be putting um, the link out soon. It's free. But anyway, what are your yes. favorite games? I've been doing a lot of serious improv stuff in the past few months, and I am craving for a lot of dumb <laughs> improv games. So I guess my favorite right now will be Don't Laugh. We're just, ah. just gonna play a, a scene. 
a very serious scene that you can make stupid. The person who laughs uh, gets eliminated and will be replaced by a new person. The goal is not to laugh, no matter how stupid the scene is. That's my personally my Damn. favorite game right now. That's a lot of serious improv if you want to play a game like that. Yes. <laughs> my old school, my favorite game ever since I saw it, and I've always wanted, like I, I I still love playing. It's always going to be three way dub. It's not uh, sadly it's hard to do online, but it's basically three people moving and acting, but their voices they dub each other so it goes or it rotates which is a chaos game i've never seen it done where it all makes sense and nobody makes a mistake and i think that's the nice thing about like that's the fun thing about it because it's you're whether you're playing or you're watching it you're laughing at how everybody is so it's at, 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 at how much trouble you've gotten in yourself into Basically. And it just makes it so much more entertaining when the people who are trying hard not <laughs> to make a mistake make a mistake <laughs> Like you yeah, see, and then, they're and, trying so hard. Voila. And they celebrate it. Like they just like, okay, I made a mistake. And it's so nice. Um, and as a as a, a, a nerdy teacher, my favorite drill is that the thing is okay. where you um going around the room. I think we've played this before, going around the room, each person has to describe an object in the center with an adjective. And as as each improviser adds they kind of get an idea of what it is and at the end they all have to say what it is together so it's like person that thing is yellow that thing is soft that thing is friends and starfish ah that thing lives under a pineapple three two one that thing is spongebob so it encapsulates a lot of improv principles which is you're not in control of what it is you're collaborating you're just giving one thing at a time yeah. and you're going you're towards a yeah. direction yeah listening yeah. and going towards listening. what the group is trying to come up with. I love that. Thank you. I love that. So, all right. So let's, uh, let's inform our listeners about Improvisation. Like when is it? The times, the schedule, I mean, the website, socials, please let us know. Yeah. I'm dancing as if people were going to see this, but I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> please, please catch Improvisation. It's going to be on August 26th. That's a Thursday to August 29 on a Sunday. So on 26 and 27, it's at night. And on 26 and on 28 and 29, it starts at 1 p.m. Yeah. So on August 26, specifically starts at 7 p.m. GMT plus 8 Philippine Hong Kong time, Singapore time. Uh, Friday is the same, 7 p.m. to 2 in the morning. Yes, we're going to run this until 2. And on Saturday and Sunday, we start at 1 p.m. and we end at 2 a.m. because we have socials. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to uh, be socials? free and live online on facebook.com slash improvisation festival. So that's improv is Asian. And you can one also word. find it just, you, yeah, one word. And you can just put it also straight into the address bar uh, for our website, which is beautiful and lovely. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you, Charles. <laughs> it's improvisationfestival.com. Uh, right. The shows, anyone can watch the shows. Well, no matter what race you are, no matter what age, watch the shows, except maybe the, the, ad- the, the adult improv not for young people uh workshops are also open for everyone so please take the workshops because you can learn so much from all of these amazing teachers from uh different parts of the world yeah which have equity seeking slots as well if you are somebody who's financially strained just shoot us an email and we'd be happy to open scholarship slots because improv is for everyone 
I love that. So thanks so much, Ae and Carl. It was a joy to have you guys here. And to all the listeners, I hope you guys can check out Improvisation at the end of the month. I will affix the website in the description of this episode alongside my affiliate links, please, which you shall use. Yeah. 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 So this episode is going to be out after 8 p.m. But. Yeah. <laughs> okay lang yan 99 10-10-11 use the affiliate links yes, yes thank you so much and thank you, you everyone for listening buy a TV buy a washing machine buy you know a house or something buy a, yeah, buy a house and use the affiliate link I use the affiliate yeah. link <laughs> so thanks everyone thanks I and Carl and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and see you next week Bye. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. This podcast is powered by Podcast Network Asia. For more info on the shows and the network, visit Podcast Network Asia's social media or visit www.podcastnetwork.asia. Also by Podmetrics. Track your podcast stats across multiple platforms to have a full view of your audience and clout. Sign up and create your account for free at podmetrics.co using our code TAWALETS. Thank you so, so much for joining me on another episode of Tawalets. Really, guys, I appreciate that you are listening to this. It's insane. Thank you. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.